This is episode number 247 with Tracy Bailey. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Just a quick little reminder that if you want to listen to my episodes one day earlier than they are released anywhere else, you have to download the app Himalaya and follow my show. Himalaya is free, super easy to use, and has every podcast you can think of. I love that you can leave comments under each episode and even create episode playlists. So make sure you check it out today. Tracy graduated from Queensland University of Technology with a Bachelor of Business Communication. Her career in public relations saw her work with multinational companies and government organizations. These experiences expanded her thoughts about sustainability and social justice. A trip to see the endangered orangutans in Indonesia ignited a fire within her. She decided she could not be part of a system that was causing such harm to these majestic but vulnerable creatures. In 2003, Tracy chose to stop worrying that companies were getting away with greenwashing and to live the changes she wished to see in the world. Tracy launched Biome, Australia's first online eco store, a retail store that would make it easy for people to choose carefully vetted environmentally and socially responsible products. Since launching, Tracy has built a sustainable business that supports 60 employees, hundreds of suppliers, and the community through education and sponsorship. She has expanded Biome to four stores, become Australia's first certified B Corporation retailer, helped Biome customers save over 10 million single-use items from waste in 12 months, and became the world's first palm oil investigation-approved retailer. Tracy and her team championed truth in labelling and were the first store in Australia to require all products free from palm oil, BPA, PVC, synthetic fragrances and preservatives. What a woman on a mission, isn't she? And I'm so excited because in this episode, we chat about her story and how she got started with Biome and how she got to where she is today. We also talk about what is greenwashing and why we need to know about it. The number one best way to live toxic free, why we need to reduce plastic and especially the nasty type you want to avoid at all costs. The simple steps to going plastic-free, her ideas are awesome and you're going to want to implement them. How you and your household can make the biggest impact on the environment and it's not what you're expecting. This is really interesting. Why composting is awesome, sexy and so much easier than you think, plus so much more. And for everything that Tracy and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 247. But before we dive into today's epic conversation, I want to read the review of the week. And this week it comes from LC76. And it's a five-star review titled, This Podcast is Just What I Needed. And LC says, Melissa's podcast always gives me just what I need for my mind, body, and soul. I can't believe that each week we receive both motivation and tangible coaching advice we can apply to our personal and or professional development. Thank you so much, Melissa, for providing so much value to your community. Thank you so much, Elsie. I'm so grateful for that review and so glad that you are getting so much out of it. 
And don't forget that if you want to be the review of the week for next week, all you have to do is head on over to iTunes and leave me that five-star review right now. I would be so grateful. And now, without further ado, let's dive into today's epic conversation with Tracy Bailey. Tracy, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here. But before we dive in, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? Good morning, Melissa. Uh, I had a piece of whole grain toast with some organic peanut butter and banana. Oh, that is a good combo. It takes me back to my childhood, that's for sure. Yes, I, I love it. It gives me a good bit of protein and energy to start the day. Yeah, sure does. So tell us about your story. Tell us about how you got to where you are today, how you started your company. Like, Tell us how that all began for you. Well, I, I started Biome 15 years ago, but the, the genesis for it was probably 20 or so years ago. Um, after university, I started working in a career in public relations. I had done a Bachelor of Business Communication at university, and my career in, in PR had led me to work in Indonesia, and I worked there for four years for some of the biggest companies in the world that had operations in Indonesia. And during that time, my passion for the environment um, and sustainability was growing, I guess, inside of me. And, but, and working with those companies, particularly from a PR point of view, I was really on the side of trying to make them look better, <laughs> not necessarily to fully greenwash, but to smooth over the edges, I guess, of, of some of the things that were happening with their practices. And that's where I became more concerned about, I, I really wanted to be working on the side, I guess, of, of being able to change the practices and, and really make a difference to the, the solutions to the world's environmental problems. And while I was in Indonesia, I took an amazing trip to the jungles of Kalimantan, uh, one of the biggest islands in Indonesia, to, to see the orangutans. And I actually went on that trip with my parents, which was a very special thing because growing up, our family had been always fascinated with primates and with the natural wonders of the world. We we lived in a small mining town in central Queensland. And that was the days when there was really, well, we had one black and white television station, uh, no media. Our whole access to the world was through World Book Encyclopedia. You know, we had the big A to Z compilation on the shelf. Yep, I had those too. And also a subscription to National Geographic. And every time that National Geographic magazine arrived, we would just pour over the the stories of the natural wonders and animals of the world. So to be then, you know, as an adult, going to this wilderness, remote wilderness jungle of Kalimantan with my parents was so special. And going there and seeing the orangutans, but not only seeing them, but seeing the the decimation that was happening to their habitat all around this really sort of this last vestige of rainforest that they had to live in, that's when I really decided that I was going to make a change in my life and and do something to help these precious animals. And it sounds a little bit corny, but I truly, I looked into the eyes of an orangutan which actually is like looking into the eyes of a human. You can see straight into their soul. And I looked into the eyes of this orangutan and, and just made a silent promise that I will devote my career to doing something to help save what is happening to you and your jungle home. And that really was the genesis of Biome. It did take me quite a few years after that to wrap up my career in Indonesia come home to Australia, have two children 
And then uh, when my youngest was about three months old, I decided this is an awesome time to start a new business. So that that is when I decided I believe that if I start a retail business that makes it easy for people to make more conscious choices that have been well-researched and that they can have peace of mind that they're buying products that have been environmentally and socially responsibly made, that they will buy those products. And that came to be true. 15 years later, Biome is a, is a thriving, wonderful business with purpose, with now five physical retail stores in Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and uh, our online store, which looks after customers all over Australia and the world. Beautiful. So Biome is an online store and you've got your five physical stores and all of the products that you have there are 100% palm oil free, cruelty free, toxic free. You have a very big passion for zero waste and and plastic free choices. So everything in Biome is good for you and good for the planet, which I absolutely love. So For someone who hasn't heard of the term greenwashing, can you tell us what greenwashing is and how can we look out for it? Okay, well, greenwashing is when a a company tries to convey a a false impression that a, a product is actually more environmentally responsible than what it is. And the, the reason they do this, of course, is that they're trying to catch on to the growing consumer demand for living more consciously and sustainably, but they're doing it for the reason of creating profit rather than the true purpose behind the product. Right. Okay. So how can we look out for it? Well, it's really about questioning, looking past the front label, I think is probably the best way to put it. Look past the front label and look at the back label of the product and and try to look for the full ingredients of what that product is made from. And if it doesn't have the full ingredients, then just avoid that product altogether because then you can't make an informed choice. Look for where it's made, if you can, the story behind the brand. And then once you really are able to delve into those details, then you're far less likely to be greenwashed. Right. Okay. So it really is a matter of picking up whatever it is that we're purchasing, turning it over and reading the ingredients of every single thing that's on there. I have this rule, like if I don't know what something is, I do not pick it up. I, I do not buy it. And I think that's a really a really good rule to have. If you don't, If there's numbers or if there's something on there that you don't know what that is, then definitely question it because there are so many toxic chemicals in the products that we're using. And I feel like I talk about this so much, but there are so many chemicals in the products that we're using, whether they're our beauty products or our home products. So how can we go more toxic free? Like what are some tips that we can start to incorporate into our life? Because I'm really passionate about going toxic free and about living as zero waste as I possibly can. And I'm also very passionate about, you know, living as plastic free as I possibly can. But I'm always open to learning and picking up different little ideas from people. So let's talk about sustainable living and what we can do to live a more sustainable and ethical and toxic free life. How can we do it? What are some basic tips, as many as you can give us, like what are some things that we can start to implement into our life? Okay. Well, one of the wonderful things about living a more toxic-free life is that it's it's not only healthier for you, but it's, it's healthier for the planet as well. Yeah, exactly. And we really, I, I think the, the big number one win is to eliminate synthetic fragrances. Synthetic fragrances cause a lot of health impacts for people, particularly to breathing issues, headaches. You might yourself have experienced if you walk into a store that has really strong synthetic fragrance, you feel quite overwhelmed. You might even develop a headache and have some issues with breathing because there are under the one ingredient that can be listed on the back of the product. It might just say perfume or fragrance, and that's all the manufacturer needs to put 
as the ingredient, but actually there are many hundreds or thousands of different chemicals that can hide behind that one word. These are very toxic for us to breathe in. So synthetic fragrances can be found in all of your skincare and body care that you're, you know, rubbing onto your skin, that you're washing through your hair. They can also be found in things like scented candles. So I would definitely recommend avoiding all scented candles and just using beautiful, pure beeswax candles. Or essential oils. Yes, yes, that's right. Essential oils are are a great natural alternative. And that's where they're great to use instead of air fresheners. So any of those synthetic air fresheners that squirt things into the air of your home, really all they're doing is is masking the smell. They're not actually getting rid of the smell. And of course, introducing all these quite harmful chemicals into the air that you breathe. Yeah, absolutely. There's an incredible app called Think Dirty where you can type in your products and it will tell you, I think it gives you like a red, orange, and then a green light to tell you whether that product is clean. So everybody write that down, Think Dirty. It's an amazing app where you can find out whether your products are toxic or not. And just avoid it. Like just avoid buying and purchasing anything that has any sort of synthetic fragrance. So, and and I also wanted to mention that they do disguise it with different words. Like you said, there's so many different words that they can disguise it as. So just be really mindful of that. What are some other things that we can do to go as toxic free and, and zero waste as we possibly can? Like how else can we live a more sustainable and ethical life? Trying to eliminate plastics from your home and and your life is a is another important area to focus on and i'm not suggesting that you should just get rid of all the plastics in your home because you know, there's already a a lot of resources and fossil fuels have been dug up out of the ground to make those plastics and we don't just want to dump them into landfill because as you know every plastic ever made still exists. It, it never actually breaks down or it will perhaps in, you know, 500 or 1,000 years. So we still want to get some usability out of those plastics that you might already have, but it's important just to use them in appropriate ways. So definitely not using them for heating anything or putting hot foods into because the heat can increase the chances that the plastic will release chemicals. So you can use them for some storage in your home. Probably dry goods is the best thing to use them for or use them for other kinds of storage like storing your bits and pieces in your your garage or your office and so on. But the key then is to look at not bringing any more plastics into your home and looking for alternatives such as stainless steel and glass and wood that can be used instead of plastic. Yeah. And there there are a few plastics that are much worse than others, and one of those is PVC. And the issues surrounding PVC haven't really become that well-known in Australia as yet, but in, in other countries in the world, as is often the case, there are a lot more restrictions on PVC than there are here in Australia. So that's a, a number three plastic when you look at a plastic you hopefully it has one of those numbers inside uh, some chasing arrows that give you an idea about what the plastic is um i always like to remember this little slogan pvc number 3 is not for me and then there are other plastics which more people have heard about that contain bpa where do you usually find that pvc 3 where's that usually found alarmingly it's in children's lunch boxes, the soft insulated lunch boxes. You know, they often have that sort of gray, shiny, plasticky lining inside of them. That is usually mm. yeah, that is usually PVC. So Oh gosh. Mm, yes. And it's it's also used a lot in construction, of course. You hear about the old PVC pipes, mm. often that our water supply and so on is run through. It's in Oh, inflatable toys. Again, things that children are using because the plasticizers are used to make that plastic really pliable. 
so yeah, sorry, those inflatable pool toys are often PVC. So what is this PVC doing? What effect is that having on our health? The, the PVC releases, it contains phthalates and it releases those uh, chemicals into the air. It's not only toxic in the way that you use it, but it's also toxic when it's being produced. So it's very harmful to the workers and the communities living around factories where it's being made. It's harmful in its its use as it can uh, off-gas these toxins and then also in its disposal when it's um, often it's in landfill, it's burnt at the end of its life and it releases even more gases. So, And they are uh, endocrine disruptors that all contribute to this myriad of things that are going wrong <laughs> with our health. That um, And I'm not an expert in that area, but um, there is... Obviously, you can read a lot about that uh, on the net. And also their greenhouse gases. So it's all contributing to global warming and the state of the environment on our planet. Mm, Wow, so important. I have a few friends who only have wooden toys for their children because of that reason, because of the, the plastics. And you know, if anyone ever buys anything, you know, they always say, oh, you know, if you're going to buy something, could you buy something that's wooden for birthdays and things like that? And for us personally, like when we realized the health effects that plastic can have, we got rid of all of it in our kitchen and we used it as storage in our garage or for Lego or for the pegs or So we actually don't have it in the kitchen anymore. We don't use it even for dry goods. We just decided to use stainless steel and glass in the kitchen, store things in glass jars, things like that. And then, yeah, we still kept the plastic containers, but yeah, using them for marbles and cards and Lego and things like that. I think it's just so much easier to remove it from the kitchen because I have had a few friends that are like, oh, it's there. They'll still just keep using it. Oh, it doesn't matter if I'll just put that in there or, you know, it's almost like if it's out of sight, out of mind and you won't just reach for it. So, you know, that's, they're so harmful for our bodies. Like you said, they're endocrine disrupting. So what else can we do besides removing the plastics? What, and and looking out for these synthetic fragrances what else can we do? In terms of living a more sustainable life and helping to live in a way that is part of the solution to our world's environmental challenges, I would really like to encourage people to look at reducing their food waste and composting. Food waste is actually one of the greatest possibilities that we have as individuals to make a significant impact on reducing global warming. We often hear about avoiding meat or eating less meat as a way of producing less greenhouse gases and helping with global warming. But what people may not realize is that what is actually ending up in food waste and heading off to landfill actually accounts for 10 times the amount of carbon emissions that went into producing the food that is on your plate. Food waste or reducing food waste is one of the areas where we have the greatest possibility as an individual to make a significant impact. And when we talk about food waste, it's basically the food that we throw out, the leftovers that we don't use or the produce that spoils before we have a chance to use it. And there's an incredible amount of resources of our world's finite resources that go into producing all of that food, commencing with how the food is grown, produced, packaged, transported. You go to the supermarket to pick it up, you bring it home, you store it in a fridge. Every step along that way produces a significant amount of greenhouse gases. So if we can reduce the amount of food globally, individually of course as well, but on a, on a global scale, we, we can uh, have a, a massive difference on what is happening with global warming. And in fact, if the amount of food that we waste 
as a world. If it were a country, it would actually come in third after the US and China in terms of impact on global warming. Wow, that's huge. That is huge. I We are a zero waste. When it comes to food in our house, zero waste. There is never leftovers being thrown out ever and never spoiled vegetables or fruit that needs to be thrown out. We don't let it get to that point. So, you know, when you're eating at home every day, you can kind of see if your mint is starting to go a little bit sad and we'll just use it up that day. Like I am so passionate about this. Like my husband laughs at me how passionate I am, but there is no waste. Like we eat what's on our plate. I never make too much so that there is the potential of it being thrown out and we just make the right amount. And, you know, we all know that we've got to eat everything on our plate and there's no waste. There's no throwing out because it's something that, like you said, that's making such a huge impact on the world. And if we just all did this within our own home, you also think about when people go out to restaurants and cafes and they don't eat the the leftover the food all of the food on their plate that just gets thrown in the bin there's some amazing places that give that food away to the homeless which is amazing it's not going to be in the bin but there are so many restaurants and cafes that just bin it and it breaks my heart i'm like oh my goodness the impact that that's having on the world so and we can all make a difference. And it starts with us. It starts with what we do in our home. We have the power to make such an impact in the world, but it starts with what we do under our roof. And so if you just made a commitment today to not throw out a single bit of food, I mean, unless it is right now full of mold and you, it is inedible, then okay, right, you can compost it or whatever. But don't let your produce get to that point. You know, eat it before it gets to that point. Eat the fresh fruit and the vegetables before they get to that point. And remember that you can make such a difference just in your own home. And I want to give everyone listening the challenge to do this for a week and let us know how you go. I would love to hear how everyone goes with doing this. But what else can we be doing? What other tips do you have for us? Well, just as the the final step in that, the issue of food waste, and as you you mentioned there, Melissa, sometimes you do end up with some food that that can't be eaten or turned into a, a stock for soup. Or, but it's really important if you can try to compost that food waste at home, because once the food scraps go off to landfill, as they decompose in landfill, they produce methane, which is a Methane is a a far uh, more harmful greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. So if we can reduce the amount of anything really going to landfill and instead dealing with it at home in a, a closed loop system in our own garden where we're benefiting from all of those beautiful nutrients, we again will make a, a really great impact to uh, helping to reduce global warming. So that just, it, and it's super simple to do. It's one of those things that's always seems hard until you actually do it. I would strongly recommend a worm farm. I love my worms. They are living creatures, so you do have to take care of them. And I, it's quite a, a joke among family and friends. Whenever I need to find somebody to house sit, they not only have to look after my dog, but also look after my worms. But they really are very easy to look after and to deal with all of your waste at home. What if you don't have a garden and you live in a high-rise apartment and there's no balcony? What can we do then? We can reach out then to our local council or to other groups in the community. It is very exciting to see that, that finally in the last few years, our local councils are getting a lot more proactive with this. There there are some towns in Australia and around the world that actually do have greenway systems that you can put your organic scraps into. But for those that don't, I know where um, I live in Brisbane, we have local community composting hubs. And then there's another amazing resource 
it's a website called sharewaste.org. And can you believe you can actually go on there and find somebody to take your scraps? It's like a a Tinder for composting. (laughs) Oh, wow. And we'll link to that in the show notes. But for someone who may want to start composting, do they have to get a worm farm or can they, what, what can they do? How do they do it? Uh, another great solution is a is a Bakashi system, and this is like a it it works in a sense because it's a bin that you can keep in your kitchen, and you put uh, all of your scraps into there. Every not not just fruit and vegetables, but meat, dairy, any food waste, and it it uses a an effective microorganism, a type of bacteria that basically ferments your scraps, and then. At the end, though, once your bin is full and those scraps have been fermenting for a little while, you do need to find somewhere to bury those scraps. So if you don't have a garden, again, you would need to link up with a local composting group or a a community farm, somebody that can take those scraps and dig them into the soil and where they turn into a compost. Okay. Can you just go out? Okay, say you have you're in an apartment and there's just a garden out the front. Can you go and just put them in there or no? It has to be a specific garden. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. The the problem with digging into a garden is that you might disturb root systems. So it might be all right for, a, you know, the occasional apple core, just pushing it under some mulch and so on. But if, you know, if everybody in that apartment block, for example, was going down and digging into those garden beds, that would not really work because it would disturb the the root systems of the garden. Okay, right. Okay, so what else can we be doing? What other tips have you got for us? Well, um, so many, Melissa, I feel like it's a topic that we could talk for a very long time about. But I would like to raise something that I feel very passionate about, and that is connection with nature. We're talking, there's lots of advice, as you know, and about practical tips for how you can live more sustainably, how you can use less plastic, Go zero waste. We we know there's there's lots of practical resources to be found on the web for that. But I think for me, the missing link in all of what's going on is our connection with nature. I, I, I really believe that a big part of why the planet is in so much trouble at the moment is because we have lost our connection with nature. And, you know, we're spending less time outdoors. We're spending less time with our hands in the soil, growing our own food, less time getting out into true wilderness and and just sitting still and listening and looking at what is happening around us in nature. And we forget that humans are nature. We, we're just one species of millions on the planet. And we don't have any greater rights than any other species to exist. And we, you know, we, we breathe, we breathe in air that brings life to our bodies and we breathe out. And that same air is being breathe, breathed in by all the other creatures and plants on our planet. So we truly are really one with nature. Mm, absolutely. I feel like there's a lot of nature divorcement and whatever you can do each day to get outside, please do it. I try and revolve my whole day as much as possible outside. If I could see my laptop screen sometimes outside, I would work out there 24-7, but sometimes you can't see because it's so bright. But, you know, my whole day, I'm like, how can I get outside more? How can I get outside? How can I get outside? And if you work in an office, then, you know, trying to walk to work or eat your lunch outside in the sun, just taking your shoes off, getting your feet on the grass or the sand, it's just amazing. This morning, just before we jumped on this, I went for a walk along the beach and then dove in the ocean and it was just incredible what that does for your cells and your nervous system. It's the best soul medicine there is. So really incorporate nature into your daily habits and practices. If you can, eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner outside. 
you know, get your kids out there as much as possible. Go to the park. I am constantly thinking of, you know, more ways that we can get outside. So I 100% agree with you that we really do need to cultivate a deeper relationship with nature. Yeah, that is so true, Melissa. I, I love that saying that what we love, we protect. And mm. we, we've lost that love. We, we need to fall in love with nature again and, and with, with animals and plants. And when we really, when we do fall in love again, that is when we will fight for what we love and believe in. And that will be our motivator to make all of these practical changes because there are so many little things that we can all do every day to make a difference in the area of our world over which we have control. We just need the the love and the motivation to do it. Mm, totally. And we're both in Australia and we have so much beauty all around us. Imagine if that wasn't there. Like I get emotional even just thinking about it. Like imagine if that was taken away and we've just experienced some fires up on the Sunshine Coast where I live and driving around where all of this incredible bushland was, which is now burnt. It is so sad. It makes me so sad. And I think if we what you said, like if we all fall back in love with nature again, we're going to protect it. We're going to look after her. We're going to nurture her. So that's really such an important point that we all do need to get out there and protect her. My husband's always picking up rubbish on the beach. When Every time we go to the beach, he's picking up rubbish. He's always doing it. And it's such a beautiful little thing that we can do as well. There's a saying that they that they coined, I think, in Sydney it's called take three for the sea. And that means take three pieces of rubbish for the sea. But you can do that anywhere. You know, it doesn't have to just be on the beach. If you go to the park, you know, pick up that rubbish, put it in the bin. Let's take care of mother nature. Look at what she does for us. You know, the beauty that we get to witness. Like sometimes my eyes just can't quite cope with the beauty when I see whales and dolphins and koalas and the beach and the color of the water, like the sunrises, the sunsets, like she's constantly giving us that to enjoy. And the least we can do is take care of her, pick up the rubbish, treat her with love and respect. Because if we don't, she's not going to be happy. She is not going to be happy. And we need to make a stance now. We need to take action and remember that just don't don't think, oh, it's just me. Little old me won't make a difference. Yes, you will make a difference by you picking up that rubbish, by you composting and not wasting your food and doing all these little things that we've spoken about so far will make an impact. That's beautifully said, Melissa, and it will make an impact on a bigger scale for the planet. But not only that, it'll make an impact on you personally. And that, I guess, really comes back to the motivation of why I started Biome in the first place is because I was despairing about the future of our planet and it was making me feel overwhelmed and sad and (laughs) depressed. And so, but finally, when I, the switch went off for me that I don't have to feel despairing about it, that I I can just do what I can do in my little area of the world. I can, that saying, I can be the change that I want to see in the world and create that world around me and everything that I do. It's incredibly empowering and that is what drives me every day. That's the positivity that makes running my own business, I guess, bearable, or m- not so much bearable, but it it, it motivates me and I, I feel really empowered and, and inspired and happy about what I'm doing. So that impact on my own personal happiness and mental and emotional well-being is so important as well. Mm, yes, beautiful. Now, Let's pretend you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world on these topics, you know, that are so important. 
what is one book that you would choose? Well, I'll, I'll come back to my, my roots, I guess, and, and uh, my inspiration from the orangutans and my, my love of nature and, and how important that is to um, the happiness of, our, of the people on our planet. So it would be a book, an, an autobiography by Berute Gaudicus called Reflections of Eden. And it's the story of Berute's 40 years of studying and fighting for the protection of the orangutans on Kalimantan. She's a remarkable woman, a pioneering primatologist, one of the great conservation leaders of our world. And your listeners might have heard of Jane Goodall, the another remarkable, inspiring woman. Well, a, a man called Professor Lewis Leakey, he sent three women off to study the primates of the world because he knew that these young women would have the, the tenacity and the patience to track these apes. And you probably recognise these names. He sent Jane Goodall to the chimpanzees, he sent Diane Fossey to the gorillas, and he sent Barute Gaudicus to the orangutans. And it's, that was at the age of 25, Barute went off into the unmapped wilderness of Borneo to find some orangutans and start following them and observing them. And uh, it's really thanks to her that I believe that we actually still have orangutans alive in that area of the world. And it's a really inspiring story about what she has achieved. Beautiful. And we'll link to that in the show notes. Now, talk us through your morning routine. I love hearing about how people prime themselves for the day. So can you talk us through your morning routine and some of the products you might use as well and some of the products that you don't use, you know, what you try and avoid and take us through, a, you know, a quote unquote typical morning for you. Okay, my my typical morning is is usually a little bit out of control, Melissa. I have to be honest that I I as much as I aspire to, I I in reality I I don't have a very calm and planned morning routine set down. I have two teenage daughters. I have one who does rowing, so uh, I'm I'm often up at about four thirty a.m. to take her to rowing, and. I uh, really spend my the first part of my morning getting ready for the day, and uh, as you mentioned, the the products that I use are very simple. I, through the process of uh, what we have done at Biome, we really focus on simplifying all of our skin, hair, and body care, and getting back to basics. So I uh, use a shampoo bar to avoid plastic bottles and to avoid synthetic fragrances and other ingredients. I use a soap bar. I don't use any wash in a plastic bottle, just a simple old soap bar, simple palm oil-free moisturizer for my skincare, and then minimal makeup. I love experimenting with raw ingredients for my makeup. For example, I use cacao powder for my bronzer. So you Such know, a good idea. Yeah, I, I love that one. And it's so cheap and affordable compared compared with buying a mineral makeup and and most people have that in their pantry exactly yeah occasionally well i definitely use natural deodorant paste again in a well i make my own it's another thing that we do at biome is we are now running workshops and to teach people how to make their own skincare and just to demystify skincare and get back to the basics of, of realising how little ingredients you do need to look after your body. If I don't happen to have my deodorant paste, I will just slice a piece of lemon and rub that under my arms. That's an incredible deodorant to use. Wow. Yes. Wow, I've never heard of that. Now, would that sting? If you've just shaved your armpits, would that sting? Yes, I wouldn't do it after I've uh, just shaved. And I only do it as a stopgap for, say, one or two days if I've forgotten my deodorant perhaps when I'm travelling. But because it creates an acidic environment under your arms, which the bacteria don't like, it inhibits their 
their growth and their reproducing and off-gassing. So it's really quite effective for a couple of days. What I do is I often, I don't really wear deodorant. 98% of the time I don't wear deodorant. And then sometimes if I, like I went to a wedding a few weekends ago and decide, it was very, very hot. So put some deodorant on then. And I use organic coconut oil and my tea tree essential oil. And I just rub that in my hand and rub that under my armpits and it works. That's so true. That's a great idea. And because your body has detoxed, because you haven't been using deodorants and your your body has detoxed from all of those, the aluminium and the other chemicals that go into mainstream deodorants, yeah, as you found, you, you actually soon don't need deodorant. Mm. Yes, you don't. And that's that's the place you want to get to where you don't need it. That's right. Save money, save resources, save pollution, save demand for palm oil. It's, a, it's the more we can simplify and reduce what we buy and use, there will be far less pressure on the natural biodiversity areas of our world that are so under threat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You've just inspired me. I use a pump soap, but I take it to the bulk store and get it filled up. But you've inspired me. I'm going to I'm going to look into the soap, the soap bar as well. But I use yeah, a little bit of that and then I only wash my hair once a week and the organic shampoo I use at the moment is a brand called Everessence, Ever Everessence, sorry. And you can actually take your bottles and they can refill them for you, which is really cool. And it's an organic brand and it's gorgeous. And then I don't really use a lot of cleansers and things like that. I just use a washcloth and and wipe my face. When I occasionally wear makeup, I have a little powder and a mascara and a little blush and that's it. I have three things. And I use organic coconut oil to take off my mascara when I need to take it off. And I don't often wear makeup, but that's what I use when I do. And then I use my essential oils for perfumes and to rub all over my body with my organic coconut oil as my moisturizer. And that's about it. Like I am really basic when it comes to that stuff. I don't have five different moisturizers and seven different cleansers and body moisturizers. I also use a lot of olive oil on my skin because my skin just loves that. So I use olive oil. I use whatever's in my pantry, really. The other day I didn't, I ran out of olive oil, so I had avocado oil. So I just use that as my moisturizer. But you really can strip it back, simplify, don't overcomplicate things. Just pull it back. You're not only going to save on your health, but your wallet's health and the environment, you're going to save in so many different areas in your life. So really strip it back and simplify your bathroom cupboard. And yeah, you don't need all these different things. Yes, we've certainly um, over the last 40, 50 years or so, we have been marketed to in a way that has made us believe that we do need all of these things. So We can be afraid of changing and it might seem overwhelming that there's so many different things to change, but my suggestion is that as one thing runs out, look at simplifying or replacing it with a natural option or if you even need to replace it at all, as you've just explained, Melissa, you know, there are other options in your pantry that you could use. So I I do really like to stress that, that don't feel that you have to do everything at once. But once you take a few steps down this road and you realize that you don't need all of those things, the the fear gets replaced by empowerment. And I, I, I love that. I love feeling that I'm not being marketed to or duped into thinking that I need all of these things. It makes me feel in control of my life. Mm, absolutely. And we can make a difference. We can make a difference. Don't forget that. Now, Tracy, I've got three rapid fire questions for you. Are you ready? I hope so. 
<laughs> okay. What's one thing that we can do today for our health? Avoid any, avoid spraying any perfume. If you've got some perfume currently in your cupboard, I would strongly recommend not using it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Try essential oils if you want to smell nice. Like they are so toxic, those perfumes. Please, please, please don't spray them. Okay, the next question. What's one thing that we can do today for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all areas of our life. Buying less. And when you do buy, visit a secondhand shop first and see if you can find something there. And that will save you lots of money. I have this little rule that I and my husband live by. Firstly, we never go to the shops ever. So we never we avoid the shops at all times. We shop at the farmer's market and there's one health food shop around the corner. And that's really all the places that we go. And we avoid them at all costs. And then when and if we do need to purchase something, we have these, these two questions we ask ourselves. The first one is, do I really need this? Like, do I really need it? Really, 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 really need it? And the second question is, will this bring me joy? And if the answer is no and no, then don't buy it. You know, you can always borrow things off friends. Like, I remember we needed a leaf blower one time and... I was like, well, we're not, not going to go and buy a leaf blower. We'll just borrow someone. We had to ask a few neighbors if we could borrow one. I'm not going to buy something just for one occasion. You know, just you can always find things secondhand or borrow them off friends and family. And people love helping. You know, when someone comes to me and says, oh, can I borrow this? I'm like, sure. Like it makes me feel good because I've been of service to you. So don't feel afraid like, oh, I can't ask if I can borrow their lawnmower or I I don't want to ask if I can borrow this. People want to help. They want to be of service. So don't be afraid to ask and always ask those two questions before you open your wallet because we vote with our dollar. And every time you hand over your money, you are saying that you believe in that company and their values and their ethos. And I guarantee that if you look into a lot of the companies that you regularly purchase from and their core values and how those companies were started, then you would not want to be supporting those. So really be a conscious consumer. Ask yourself those questions before you purchase anything. That was definitely not rapid fire, but I've got one more. My last one for you is what's one thing we can do for more love in our life? I think as we've uh, chatted about today, it has to be about falling in love with nature. Mm, Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you have to go right out into the wild. It might just be sitting in your garden or a park and watching the ecosystem that's going on there, the the bees that are buzzing around the flowers, the sun moving above you, the lie down so you can watch the clouds, that would be a wonderful way to increase the love in your day. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, Tracy, is there anything else that you want to share with us? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to share? I would really love people to learn some more about palm oil um, because it is a really catastrophic problem that is taking place in our world at the moment and it's closely linked to all of the fires that are happening around our world particularly right at the moment in Indonesia and in the Amazon although in the Amazon it's it's to do with other forms of agriculture but it plays an extremely significant role in in what is happening with uh, global warming and it is quite a complex topic and I'd, I'd love to chat more about that one day but I would really encourage people to try to do some more reading and to learn more about what is happening with palm oil and to find ways that they can avoid palm oil in their skincare, makeup, cleaning and food products because once again you might think that you're just one drop in the ocean but it's all about reducing demand. 
So if we can reduce demand for palm oil, it will reduce the pressures on the deforestation that's taking place in order to keep clearing forest to feed this seemingly unquenchable thirst that the world has for palm oil. Mm, Wow. And it comes back to we can all make a difference by just being mindful of it within our own home. We can make a difference. So I just wanted to personally thank you so much for not only sharing with us today, but for the work that you're doing in the world. You're making such a huge impact. That's It's amazing. And I'm so grateful that there are people out there like you that are doing this work. So I want to know how I personally and the listeners can serve you today. What can we do to give back and to serve you? Oh, that's a very generous question. Thank you so much, Melissa. Um, we, we truly are a business for purpose. From day one, Biome has my motivation for Biome has never been about profit. I've just focused solely on our purpose and our mission and truly believed that if I remain true to that, that the financial stability of the business will come along with it. And I'm so proud that today we have around 80 employees We paid close to a million and a half dollars in wages and super last year. That really, I'm so proud of that, that we're contributing to the economy through a a sustainable purpose-driven business model. So I'm I'm always reluctant. We we have this tension in our business because on on one hand we don't want people to consume what they don't need, but on the other hand we do still have to uh, run a business and remain financially viable. So I would love to offer all of your listeners a twenty percent discount off at Biome, and perhaps we could uh, pop into your show notes or somewhere a a discount coupon for them all to use so they can come and explore our website and learn some ways that they can live with less waste and less toxins and contribute to being a part of I guess the conscious consumerism movement on our planet. Oh thank you so much for that generous offer. If you head there you can get 20% off all you got to do is type matribe at the checkout and you can get that 20% off. Tracy, thank you so much for that beautiful offer and for your words and your time today. We're so grateful and honoured that you are out there doing this magic in the world. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Wow, guys, I got so much out of today's episode. I feel so inspired and really excited to take action. And I just wanted to remind you that you can make a difference in your home by just making a few little subtle shifts with how you purchase and what you purchase. You can make such a difference in your home and in the world. So don't forget that. And if you got a lot out of this episode like I did, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that you could be the review of the week for next week, which is pretty awesome. And don't forget to come and follow me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me your top key takeaways from this episode. I absolutely love reading them all. And remember that when you write down what you've learned, you're going to implement it even more within your own life. So take the time to write down what you've learned and your top key takeaways and share them with me. I love reading them. And also for everything that Tracy and I mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that is over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 247. And you can also listen to all my other episodes there too. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you and the planet. By you listening to this episode, it tells me that you care, that you care about the planet, that you care about our beautiful mama earth. 
So you rock and I love you and you are my type of person. I love you so much. Now, if there's someone else in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media. You can email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.